having that strong faith and a strong belief in yourself, in God, in the higher power, Buddha, whatever you want to call it. As long as you have that strong faith and a strong belief, you could get through anything in life. I'm Junaid Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. On today's episode, we're joined by Edwin Carrion, who is currently navigating a yacht in Miami while sharing his inspiring journey with us. Edwin Carrion shares his inspiring journey of coming from humble beginnings to achieving success through hard work and faith. From setting clear goals to reverse engineering your way to success, we discuss practical tips on how to navigate your way to abundance. Tune in for a motivational conversation that will inspire you to pursue your dreams. This is going to be an awesome conversation as we uncover his origin story and how he achieved success through hard work and faith. Today we get to speak with Edwin Carrion. Did I say that right, Edwin? Carry on, yes. Carry on. All right. So we're going to carry on. This is going to be a one-of-a-kind episode where my guest is actually on a yacht out in Miami. Super excited to have him here. Edwin, thank you for coming on, brother. Hey, good morning. Thank you for having me here, and I appreciate it. And to everyone listening, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever part of the world you're listening to or whatever time zone you're listening to. I'm glad you're here today. Absolutely, man. Super excited to have you here. I we, we got a chat in the green room. We talked a little bit about boats and how our good friend just got his captain's license. Super fun on, you know, when he gets to captain a boat. But let's jump into the episode and how you got to be driving a boat or was that navigating a navigating. sailing boat? Navigating, right? Um, how you came to be and let's jump right into it, you know, Take us through the memory lane and rediscover your origin story, how you got started. Okay, so let me just go back a few years back when I was younger and was born in Ecuador, came to the United States at 12 years old, raised by a single mother, and I lived in a very humble home. So those were my humble beginnings until I came to the United States. And once I came to the United States, it was a new world. It was the land of opportunities and 
had to take all of them, right? Because where I used to live, I didn't have those opportunities. Or maybe I would have never had the same opportunities that I have now. And I just make sure that I made my mother's sacrifice worth it because she sacrificed a lot to bring me here. So I make sure that her sacrifice was well worth it. And that's why I had to succeed and I had to become successful. But I'm not where I am because of myself. And that's why I call myself a God-made millionaire because I give all the glory to God for teaching me and putting me in all the places that I have been to and giving me all the blessings that I have in my life. And when I mean all the blessings, I'm not just talking about financial blessings, but spiritual blessings, relationship blessings, family blessings, and being you know rich in all aspects of my life. And I'm blessed for that. That That is beautiful, man. It's never the person alone that makes the journey. It's the entire team of people, the family, the spiritual beliefs that we have, all of those things contribute to our success, to where we're heading. And there's a lot of the times where we're not even certain if we're going to make it. But because we have so much support around us, that belief becomes more of got to make it happen. Yes. And it's that faith. And it's like I said, it's having that strong faith, having that strong belief that, you know, no matter what's going on in our lives, we're going to make it through. Because, uh, and I remember a few weeks ago in church, the pastor said that uh, we don't, you know, the struggles that we have in our life are the struggles that we're able to handle. So God doesn't give us anything that we're not able to handle. So whatever we're facing, where we, whatever part of our life that we're in at this moment, is because that's where we need to be because we're going to come out stronger and and go above, go above and beyond that and supersede and excel. 100%. That is so true, man. That is so true. We're only given the weight that we can carry. And we ourselves don't know what that limit is, but God does. And hence, he, he provides and he puts us through those tests, right? Um, something that I read a while back is, when you learn, when you go to school, they teach you everything that you need to know, and then they test you. But in life, they first test you, and then that teaches you everything that you need to know. That is, that is correct. And that is amazing, because the first time I hear that, and I like it. Absolutely. So you started out young. You, your mom, you know, you, you guys came came to the U.S. I'm sure there was a lot of what's that word? There's a lot of emotions. There's a lot of influences. There's a lot of things that probably guided you or inspired you. Say, hey, I can make this happen for myself, or I can make this happen with the help of people around me. Talk us through that. What, what motivated you? Yes. And I think the motivation back then, it was a self-motivation. It wasn't so much as far as having another motivation, but it was the self-motivation of coming to, to a world of abundance and seeing so much here, you know, seeing cars everywhere, seeing houses everywhere, seeing such an abundance of things that, you know, it's when you take a kid for the first time to Disneyland and they open their eyes and like, oh my God, there's so much here. So seeing that there was so much abundance and then picking the things that you want to have in your life in the future. And to me, it was one of those things was uh, having a Lamborghini. And one of the first, you know, one of the toys that I treasure a lot was a Lamborghini phone that my mom bought me and I kept that with me. 
And to that was my visual reminder, my vision of this is the car that I'm going to have in the future. And yeah. it's not, and, and I think one thing that I learned early on in life was that it's not that I want to have, that I'm going to have. So it's just like the, the, the little simple mind shift of telling myself that I'm going to have this in the future instead of my, I want to have this in the future, which is what made the huge difference in my life of achieving all those material things that I wanted in my life. I like that. Having that positive mental image on even, even thinking about, Hey, I already have this future scoping or yes. setting your mind to for success, because the more yes. you focus on owning something or already having something, your mind just puts all the pieces together. And then, you know, when you, when you say out loud to the universe, you know, God opens all the doors that's, that's going to main, enable you to achieve that goal of yours. And I mean, that when you said is having that clarity, because we all want a lot of things, right? And if we want so many things in our life and we start getting all the things that we want, it's just like in the movie, The Secret. You know, mm -hmm. if you think you want an elephant and then boom, the elephant shows up here, then it's like, oh my God, no, I just, it was just a thought. So it's not so much about the one, but it's really knowing and having that clarity on what are we going to have because that's what we really want in our lives. I love that. The clarity is absolutely amazing because if you could say, hey, I need this, this, this at this time on this day, your mind's going to reverse engineer all of that and make it happen for you. It does. And, and subconsciously, it does that. And that's mm -hmm. one of the things that I teach uh, a lot of my students, especially when we're talking about business, is figure out where you want to get to, and then let's create that cash flow sheet. And if you want to make $1.2 million a year, the moment that you put that in, in writing, you're going to have to figure out that you have to make $100,000 per month because now you're doing that reverse engineering. And once you do $100,000 per month, you got to figure out how much do you have to do per day? Yeah. So it's so simple. It seems so difficult, but it becomes so simple once you really start applying that. Yeah. And, and you know, again, break that 100,000K to the 30 days and then per day. Okay. If I need to make this much money per day, how many people do I need to talk to? And what is my offer going to be like going even granular than that? And how yes. can I even scale that? I love it. Exactly. Yeah, you start working all the way back. And then once you bring it all the way back, then you realize, like, my guy, I only need one or two people per day. I just need one person per day. It just becomes so simple. Absolutely. It becomes so much simple because now you're putting that uh, those numbers down. And that's why mathematics is so much power, right? You you understand it's all now a numbers game, and every you know we've ta we're taught numbers from a very young age. One yes. plus one is two, two plus four is you know six, and and all of that. And sometimes you don't realize is that one plus one is not just two; it is also eleven. Because when you have two people, you know you, we can't do it alone. We need another person. And that's why um, one example that a friend of mine gave was when you look at companies like Apple, when you look at companies like Microsoft, it wasn't just Bill Gates himself making that company run. It was with the help of Paul Allen. It wasn't just Steve Jobs. It was Steve Wozniak as well. Two people 
become 11 people because now you have more power the whole the whole dynamics change when you have two people and that's why this conversation is going multiple levels deeper and higher because we're we're riffing off each other's energies we're riffing off each other's uh internal beliefs i mean you believe in god i believe in god and and there's like so much commonalities in there and where we can take this conversation and where we can take all of uh, the people listening here or that one person that needed to listen to that message that you're sharing, it's, it all just becomes just exponentially growth. It does, it does. Yeah, and, and, and to touch upon that, what you also said, the math, you know, people think that you need to be this great mathematician and it's not like it's basic math. Business is all about basic math. I'll subtract, divide, and multiply. And that basic math is so simple because you could do all of that in a calculator. So it's, it's not rocket science. It's just utilizing those resources that we have been so blessed to have nowadays. And now, I mean, technology has moved on so fast that even, even those resources become easier. And even reaching out to people like you and I, it becomes a lot more easier that when I was growing up and when I was starting business, we didn't have access to all these amazing people all around the world. Absolutely right, sir. So you've you're the owner and co-founder of several multi-million-dollar companies. Talk to us about your very first company that you started. My very first company that I started, it was called. Uh, you wanted the one before I was an adult or after I was an adult? You pick one, man. There's there's two in there, you know. But let me talk to you, to you about the one that I started when I was 15 years old. So yeah. when I was 15 years old, my first company that I started was a DJ company. And it used to be called After Midnight DJs. Mm. And that company, I mean, that was the beginning of entrepreneurship for me. I started DJing, uh, doing parties, uh, working at radio stations, grow up to work at clubs, had 10 DJs working for me, had a whole uh, production company. And I sold that company. I didn't. I gave away that company in 2002 mm. when I left the Marines. So to me, that was like my first company. But my first major company, where I made millions in, because you're talking about multi-million dollar companies. Mm -hmm. My first company where I really made the millions was my real estate development company, and I started that one in 2002, right after I left the Marine Corps. And again, young guy, hungry, wanted to make money, wanted to be a millionaire. Um, just work, work, work nonstop for like around three years until mm -hmm. I become very successful. I grew a company from negative $100,000 worth of debt into a company that had over $20 million in assets and in no time. So by the time I was 27 years old, mm -hmm. I was a millionaire, but I was unhealthy. I didn't have a relationship with God. Mm. and I wasn't close to my family because all I wanted to do is I wanted to accomplish a success. And sure enough, the 2000 bubble burst and the market crashed and I went yeah. bankrupt. And to me, that was my biggest blessing in my life as well, mm. uh, going bankrupt because it humbled me down. It brought me back to the beginnings. It made me realize that chasing the money is not success. It made me realize that being unhealthy is not success. 
and it made me realize that I needed to focus in my dreams and to and live the life that I really wanted to have. And that's why I yeah. always preach nowadays, live your life to the fullest, because when I lost everything and I had nothing to show for, I wasted five years of my life chasing this money, chasing this success, chasing mm-hmm. this self-made millionaire that I thought I was when I really wasn't, because once I had nothing to show for, I was back at square one. And that's how we feel. That's how I feel when we die, that we go to the grave with nothing in us. You know, the only thing that we leave behind is memories and experiences. So I had to change my life around and figure out, okay, what am I going to do different? What am I going to do now that is going to, that I'm going to have a fulfilled life. So if I were to die, I realize I'm like, wow, what an amazing life that I have. What am I going to do different? So I impact other people's life. And once I realized that, success came back really fast again to me. I love that. So some of the things that I picked up is you were a hustler. You loved music and people saw that and he said, hey. People love music. They need music when they're at party. Let me play this. So you're not only fulfilling your passion for music. You're also helping create an environment where people are feeling the energy. But then you're also took that to a next level by bringing in more people. Cause when people see success in DJ or whatever, they're like, Hey, I want to do what you're doing. And then that's how you had the 10 DJs. Right. So you yes. knew what it takes to run a business and delegate so that you're getting your time back. But then that hustle got multiplied 10 times when you the Marine Corps because they teach you discipline, right? When you came back from the Marine Corps, now you've got the two powerful elements inside of you that created this beautiful company, which, you know, went to multimillion. And of course, the real estate, estate, uh, a lot of people got bit back with the real estate uh, in the 2008 bubble. But it also grounded you because you might have been chasing it from a different perspective. Now, it doesn't diminish anything that you've done, but it it also shows that we're all human, right? We're all human. We all make mistakes. And you being able to look at that from that clarity and bringing that clarity back, I think that's that's just so beautiful. Thank you. And then you're able to now recreate that those um multi-million dollar companies because you've already done gone through that path yes and that's when i started my second major company which is in the gold buying business and Mm. once i had the clarity the reason i got into the gold buying business was because it was a service-based business so we were helping people recover from a bad economy we were giving money away for their own broken and unwanted jewelry and at the same time we're helping the environment by recycling all this unwanted and broken jewelry. And, and it was a win-win-win. So we were making money. The people that were selling to us were making money. And the environment was winning. And I realized at that moment, like, you know, how amazing it is to have a, a business that benefits everyone. But at the same time, the bigger that I grow my business, the more people that I'm able to help. And especially because mm-hmm. we were in a recession when yeah. I started that that's that's the that's the amazing ability of starting a business in a recession. It's like, hey, everybody's going down. How can I 
look at it from a sunshine perspective because yes. no matter what the market is doing, the sun is still coming up. Yes. Uh, people are still going to work. People are still paying for electricity and still paying for food. How can we think from that abundance mindset? So really love that. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back as Edvin's going to share with us three hacks to take away to make your multi-million dollar business. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Hey guys, welcome back. We've been speaking with Edwin Carrion. Sorry, I had to read the name again. We're speaking with Edwin Carrion and we've had some really amazing conversation here talking about the growth mindset, talking about hustle, talking about motivation, building multi-million dollar businesses and what it takes to really get there as a mindset. If you don't have the mindset to make that happen, it's going to be a long road. So Edwin, share with us the three hacks. Okay. So today I'm going to share three hacks. Two of them, they're going to come out. They're coming out from my book, Nine Secrets for a Successful Life and Business. So the first one, and we talked about this at the beginning, is having that faith. Having that strong faith and a strong belief in yourself, in God, in the higher power, Buddha, whatever you want to call it. As long as you have that strong faith and a strong belief, you go get through anything in life. And the second hack that I'm talking about from my book, it's they never have a plan B. And what ends up happening, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people, they always start a business with a plan B. So they always say, I'm going to start this business, but if this doesn't work out, this is what I'm going to do. Or I'm going to do this, and if this that, it goes this way, I'm going to do that. So the moment that you start doing that, you're already starting yourself setting up for failure. Why? Because in your mind, subconsciously, you're telling yourself, Execute plan B because I need to fail plan A because you already have two options in your life. But the moment that you only have one option, there's no way to go around that. Like your only option is to succeed. So if you start your business with no plan B, with only plan A, you're going to get to plan A. But if you have options of plan A and plan B, your subconscious mind is going to take you through the road of least resistance, which is failure, and we make you fail. 
So those are my two hacks for my book, Nine Secrets for a Successful Life and Business. But the third hack that I'm going to leave you with today, and I really want you to understand, especially because Juna is dropping this episode soon, and we are in a recession. And because we are in a recession, you need to make sure that you are recession-proof. You need to make sure that your business is recession-proof. So the moment that if you're a business owner, your income drops 50%, are you going to be able to sustain your business for a long time? The moment that your overhead increases and you don't have the same amount of cash flow coming in, what do you need to do? So make sure you are recession-proof and you start thinking ahead of how do you need to protect your company and not, have, not be over-leveraged, not be over, have a lot of leverage, a lot of debt, and you're able to fulfill all those obligations, even if your income drops significantly. But at the same time, making sure you have some type of reserve or you have access to capital to deploy right away because when we are in a recession, is the moment that you're able to double and increase your wealth, meaning that if the whole economy and the whole world goes on sale, do what all the women do, go shopping. And that's one thing we need to learn from women. We need to go shopping when everything is on sale. And as men, and I'm talking about men because I'm a man, so as men, we never look at it things that way. But now is the time to start looking at things that way. So those are my three hacks for today. Faith, no plan B, and be recession-proof. Man, I love that last one. I, I, I love I like all of them, first of all. And the last one is go shopping when when there are sales and and with the recession there are a ton of sales there's there's real estate on sale there's stock on sale everything is down and people are like oh my god it's down i don't want to buy it well my friend this is the best time to buy you don't want to buy high and sell low do you exactly and there's businesses uh, you're able mm-hmm. to double or triple your business you're able to grow your business and take over the market share in, in, mm-hmm. in recessions absolutely i love that man thank you so much all right, this is the towards the end of the episode. I like to ask these fun questions. So let's get right to it. Number one, what is the one hobby that you wish you got into? One hobby that I wish I got into is playing more soccer because I mm. stopped playing and it's been over 15 years. So play more soccer, man. I used to play soccer to play back when I was younger too, and it's it's a lot of fun. My two kids are in soccer practice right now, so I get to you know, relive it through them. Vicariously, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, next question. What did you want to be when you were a child? I wanted to be a pilot and fly planes. And I'm very happy to tell you that I am a pilot and I do fly planes. Yes. I love it, man. That's that's so freaking awesome. All right, next And question. that's sort of living your life to yeah. the fullest. You know, it's oh, man. relieving and making sure you make all your childhood dreams a reality. I love that, dude. That's amazing. Can't wait for your book to come out, by the way. That is, that's a really awesome title. Thank you. Next question. What is your favorite movie or TV show? Favorite movie? I like Scarface. That's one of my favorite ones. Favorite TV show? I don't know. I don't have a favorite one. I have a lot of them that I like. And sure. my wife, we watch a lot of soap operas. So <laughs> and, uh, I'm a softie that way. So I like to watch soap operas with my wife. There you go. There you go. You're, you're living life to the fullest. You're getting to time, spend time with your loved ones, right? What could be better than that? 
Yes, sir. Next one. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Wow, that's a tough one. I would like the Too Fast, Too Furious because I like cars. So I'm yes. a car guy, adrenaline junkie. So, of course, if you that one or Top Gun. Top Gun or, or Too Fast, Too Furious. I love it. Those are, you know, the Fast and the Furious franchise has gone so long and we had no idea how long they're going to keep going. I mean, it's, it's, it's right. an amazing franchise. Uh, next up, who is your favorite superhero? Superman. That is Superman. No doubt about that one. <laughs> nice. I love it. And last though, question. Yeah, I'm ahead. sorry. Even though, um, you know, sometimes I think about Batman mm-hmm. because, you know, when, when they ask Batman, what is your superpower? He says he's rich. So that's why. Yeah. But, you know, I like Superman overall. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that is that is his superpower. He's able to buy and build anything that he wants. Yes. Um, last question. If you were a board game, what would it be? If I were a board game, what would I be? Now you left me blank right there, my friend. <laughs> the only thing I could think of is maybe Monopoly. I'll give Actually, you a new the one. Cash flow game. I'll go there with the cash flow game. There it is. That's the one yes. I was gonna say. I don't know if you've well, played it There's actually yet. another one called, I, uh-huh. I can't remember the name, Macan or Takan, uh, which is oh, better. Katan, Katan, that yeah. one. I like that one yeah. too. So My kids love Katan. Katan is pretty cool. The kids, for the kids, it's really good. But yes. cash flow is is really the next level because yes. you're, you're learning about real estate. You're learning about capital investments. You're learning about all of the things that are going to yeah. get you out of that rat race and help you yes. make that 50K a month. Um, I love it, man. Dude, this was a ton of fun talking with you, Edwin. Uh, really pleasure to meet you. And I cannot wait to, you know, continue our conversation. Where can my superpreneur, superpreneurs find you and uh, get that book when you can? Uh, okay. Yes. They could find me on my social media channels, Edwin Carrion 78, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, or if you want the book for free, you could download it at edwincarrion.com. There should be a link to my book. You can either get that book, Nine Secrets for a Successful Life or Business, or if you are going into a recession and you want to learn how to make money on a recession, you could buy The Secrets of the Millionaire Gold Buyer, where you learn how to buy and sell precious metals. And I love that. Thank you so much, Edwin. Appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And to everyone out there, if you don't know where you're going, you will eventually get there. Thank you for listening to Hacks and Hobbies. You can find additional information on the guest today on the website, hacksandhobbies.com. Please feel free to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming interviews with amazing guests.